This is Bunny Michael, and you're listening to Exo Higher Self Advice and Healing, the podcast where you ask me for advice and I help get you to the place within yourself where you already have the answer. The truth is we all have a deep wisdom inside of us that's not easy to access in a world of trauma, chaos, and bias conditioning. Connecting with your higher self is the process of peeling back those layers to recognize you've always been enough and you deserve so much more than you realize. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you had an awesome weekend. I know this episode is coming out on Memorial Day. So if you had the day off, I hope that you spent it doing something relaxing or eating some yummy food. If you had to work, I hope that you're feeling good right now and you can just sit back and spend the next 20 or so minutes thinking about connecting to your higher self because your higher self is the part of you that knows that you are worthy, knows that you're whole, knows that you matter, knows that you're part of creation. And every time we have an opportunity to connect to our higher self, it's like this very sweet rem- reminder of who you really are. And it's so important to carry that consciousness with you, whether you're going to work or whether you have the day off either way. So today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about work because the listener's question is about work relationships. And I am really excited to be talking about it because Relationships aren't just about, you know, your family or romantic relationships or friendships. It's also all relationships, including the ones at your job. And knowing how to navigate those from the higher self perspective is really, really important. And it can drastically improve your time at work when you start to see people through that lens, disconnected to completely identifying with the role they play at their job or the role you play at your job, it actually empowers you to have that kind of sense of detachment. So let's get into it. Dear Bunny, I've recently quit my job as a teacher to explore my creativity and I've been so inspired by your work. When I resigned, my boss and a few other people begged me to stay. I realized just how appreciated I was, but I never felt appreciated and I've been reflecting on how hard it has been to emotionally connect with people at work. Part of this had to do with trust. I've had two major relationships at work where I felt that I made professional decisions based on trust and respect that weren't reciprocated. For example, I allowed a colleague to teach a course she knew I really, really wanted to teach one year because she asked me as a friend. But the next year, when I told her I liked to teach it, she did not do the same and got really upset when I did not just give it to her again. She lashed out, sent me intense text messages, was so harsh she made me cry in a meeting until finally our principal stepped in and assigned me the course. I feel like people aren't kind at work in the same way they are in real life and building trust and knowing when to give and when not to feels impossible. I also feel like kindness isn't appreciated and means I give up my professional goals and still get hurt. Do you have any advice on how to trust at work? Thank you so much. 
Hi, love. Well, first I want to say congratulations on quitting your job to explore your creative pursuits. That is so exciting and so brave. And I really like that you're asking this question about your work relationships and trust, because even though you're not in the same environment at work and you might be working for yourself, collaborations are always essential to whatever career you choose and bringing the power of your higher self to those relationships, to those collaborations is key in order to have healthy relationships, to have good boundaries and to have joyful experiences. So we often talk on this podcast about the difference between approaching something from the higher self perspective, which is the perspective that I am enough and I always have been versus approaching it from the perspective of our learned hierarchical beliefs, our LHBs. And our learned hierarchical beliefs are any of these qualifications that we are ingrained to believe make somebody more or less worthy, right? That there's this ladder of human worth and we're somewhere on the ladder and every day we're always trying to climb that ladder. And our culture's perspective on work and career is a direct reflection of that hierarchy, right? The more money you make, the more success you have, the more worth you have, the more value you have. So it makes sense that in so many of these professional environments, things get really toxic and really unsupportive And there's this real sense of dehumanization often, and there's this sort of dog-eat-dog competitiveness. And sometimes people really get hurt in those environments. And sometimes even it can be a traumatic experience in those environments. But think about it. If you were taught your whole life that the entire purpose of your career was to quote-unquote get ahead then it makes sense that you'd put that ahead of your relationships or any sense of compassion or any sense of loyalty. You know, what's that saying? It's not personal, it's professional, but let's get real. Whenever somebody says that, I always think what they're really saying is that it's extremely personal to me, but I don't want to consider your personhood because It's totally personal to them. They are equating their work with their personhood, with their self-worth. And in that perspective, they don't care how you're treating somebody else or the consequences of those actions because the only goal is to empower themselves in the way that they think achieving that will be empowering, right? So this whole idea of what professionalism is really depends on the lens in which you see it. For some people, professionalism really means not having a sense of humanity or compassion and just doing whatever you need to do to get ahead. And professionalism from a higher self perspective means having amazing boundaries, being super honest, and not equating your job with your identity because that actually gives you a really healthy detachment that allows you to know what's really important, understand what really makes you happy, lets you define success according to your definition of success, 
Because let's think about it. There are a lot of people out there who are CEOs, who who have achieved all the success, who are at the top of their game and who still don't feel good enough, who still don't feel like they have enough money, right? So when you're on the path of our higher selves, we have to really think about what is happiness to me and what environment do I want to cultivate? What kind of relationships do I want to cultivate? What really matters? The ironic thing is that when you approach work and work relationships from the higher self perspective, growing and evolving within your field is so much easier because you acknowledge your value as well as everyone else's. When you stop equating the hierarchical roles of a job environment as your identity, you approach your career with the perspective that I have value and so does everybody else. So I still have a lot to learn from people. People can learn from me. We can have these collaborations that value all people involved because everybody's experience and perspective is equally as valuable. And this whole thing actually can't run unless everybody pitches in, right? This is about teamwork. This is about collaboration. This is about nurturing something together. We actually have to take care of all of the parts in order for this thing to be successful and to bring joy into the world. You advocate for yourself as well as others. You recognize that your needs are valid. You don't waste your time with petty competitiveness or gossip or trying to bring people down because you don't need to feel better than other people in order to feel good enough. There's a difference between healthy competitiveness and attaching your sense of self-worth to the outcome of that competition. Now, when it comes to your specific example at your past job and what happened with your coworker, it sucks that you felt so disappointed with them for not reciprocating that same generosity that you gave them, right, about the course. But we know from all of this stuff that we're talking about being on the path of your higher self that it's very difficult for people to feel generous when they feel like giving something is a sacrifice. If she depended on teaching that course in order to feel worthy or powerful or valuable, it makes sense. She lashed out at you, sent those mean texts when it was taken away from her because from the lens that she's looking at that course in, she was defending her sense of self. She was in survival mode. And that is why people act that way and treat people that way because when something is taken away from them that they feel like gives them a sense a sense of purpose and they don't have any other sense of purpose or they're not they don't have a healthy detachment from their role at their job that's when this type of behavior happens that's when people turn on each other when you gave her the course the year before when she asked for it, you did it because you felt that you could. And that's the difference. Who knows what her circumstances are right now in her life outside of the job? Who knows what her wounds are that 
might be projecting onto this situation, onto you. I mean, she is in a different place of the journey of her own healing. And our higher selves help us see with compassion that there is always a deeper truth behind people's behavior. It's not that she's untrustworthy as a person or that you fucked up by trusting her. It's just that people's behaviors are often misguided because that's what they know to do. Part of being a generous person is giving without needing anything in return. It's the giving that is a gift you give yourself because you have it to give. From the perspective of our LHBs, giving is a sacrifice. From the perspective of our higher self, to give is to have. As you continue on your professional journey, I think it could be really helpful to be as clear as you can when it comes to working with other people and your expectations and your needs. Trust is also about trusting yourself and understanding that it is okay to say, I can do that for you if you do this for me, because otherwise it's not going to work out for me or it's not going to be worth it to me or it doesn't make sense for me. Being upfront with kindness and acceptance, not with judgment and assumptions, is how you maintain trust because everyone can trust that what we say is what we mean and we are honest about what we need. The less surprises, the better, right? So even if this is about something that you are assuming somebody would do because that's what you would do, it's really, really important to know that Not everybody's in the same place as you. And so how you move forward is just being honest about what you need. I wouldn't look back at this experience with the coworker and think, oh, I have a problem with trusting people or, oh, I'm going to take this experience as an example of why people aren't trustworthy because that's not really what the lesson is is here. The lesson is that you were in a place where you could be generous and somebody else was in a place where they couldn't. And the fact that you could is a good thing, right? That's a really good thing. And now as you move forward in other relationships, the way to build trust is to just advocate for yourself And be very clear as to what your boundaries are and what your needs are. I have every reason to expect you to build amazing relationships, friendships, awesome collaborations as you move forward in your professional career. You can still have a generous heart and be completely honest about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. I'm wishing you so much love. Take care. You know, I had this huge work project that I partnered with, with my best friend and this collaboration, this project that we worked on lasted years. And it was probably the most growthful experience that I've ever had because it was this constant need to talk about what our needs were, how we wanted to be communicated with, what our boundaries were, what our roles were. 
And we had to continually check in with each other. Sometimes we hurt each other's feelings and we had to talk it out. It was like we were basically raising a baby together and it brought up a lot of difficult moments. But when we got brutally honest about what our needs were and how we can maintain these healthy boundaries and create a structure where everybody feels safe, the collaboration went so much more smoothly, right? So trust often gets built by talking it out, by being very clear, by setting boundaries, by creating a structure where both people feel safe. It's not, trust is not just is that person trustworthy or not when you're doing a work collaboration? It actually has to be nurtured. It has to be given a foundation. But I always love collaborating with people, working with people and working with friends. I work with friends a lot of the time and it's really beautiful when you can know somebody and know how they are outside of that environment while at the same time seeing how they are when they're like in work mode. And I guess it's just like a real cool way to know somebody. And even though it can get complicated to work with your friends or be friends with your coworkers, it can also be a very beautiful experience. But remember your power is taking your higher self with you to all of those relationships recognizing that not everybody is in the same place as you, recognizing that we all have different wounds and different relationships to language and different boundaries that make us feel safe and different past experiences. Like there's all of these things kind of being put into the soup of these job environments or these spaces that we create and collaborate together. Like that's all part of the story. And when you bring your higher self with you, you have an open heart and you see through compassion and you see the humanity in in all of us. And that can really create this really beautiful place where everybody feels safe and free to be their most creative self and bring joy to it. And then you end up creating something that is just way more magical than you ever expected. So that's the power of our higher selves, right? Love is so empowering. It's so creative and it helps you find what your version of success is. I'm not somebody that says, oh, you shouldn't be the CEO of a company or you shouldn't go for that promotion or you shouldn't make a lot of money. No, not at all. I just want everybody to recognize that all of the things in our life are way more enjoyable when we don't put pressure on them to give us self-worth. It totally changes the game. All right. Yay. So healthy work environments, loving environments. Yes, absolutely. We can do this. We can do this. Sometimes we end up in a place where people don't know this stuff and they don't bring that part of them with, and then you start doing it and you completely heal the space. That that happens a lot too, and which is an awesome feeling as well. Okay, everyone, take care. 
Remember, love is your power and I love you and so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye.